0: Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is June 7th and it is Monday and so we begin with a prayer from lifting up our hearts which is prayers from John Calvin. Let us pray. Grant Almighty God that as you have been pleased to erect the throne of your son among us, we may rely on his protection and learn to resign ourselves wholly to you and never turn aside here and there, but with total obedience, so submit ourselves to the king who has been appointed by you, that he may own us as his legitimate people. And so glorify your name that we may not at the same time profane it by an ungodly and wicked life, but testify by our works that we are really your subjects and that you attain full authority over us. So that your name may be sanctified and your spirit may really guide us, until at length your Son, who has gathered us when we were awfully gone astray, gather us again to your kingdom, he has purchased for us by his own blood. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord as we read from verses 1 through 11 today. It was now two days before the Passover and the feast of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to arrest him by stealth and kill him. For they said, Not during the feast lest there be an uproar from the people. And while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, and as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, Why was the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than three hundred denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me, for you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want you can do good for them, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money, and he sought an opportunity to betray him. All right, as we land here in chapter 14, business is picking up. We know where the story is going. This has been leading to the crucifixion of Jesus for a while, but now we're getting to the the heart of the story, are we not? Well, here we have Jesus two days before the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and we read that the chief priests and the scribes, they're seeking to arrest Jesus by stealth. Why? Because they're concerned with all these people who have have come and these people who follow Jesus that there will be an uproar and there will be a problem. So they want to do this by stealth. Now that's going to play in as we get down to the end of this passage today. But the meat of what we're talking about today is this woman who comes to the house of Simon the leper and anoints Jesus. Now this nard and this flask were some very uh, expensive things. Uh, it would have cost this woman a lot. And it's interesting to us, you know, we don't know what nard is. We don't know what this ointment is. Um, and the fact that she broke the flask, that seems odd to us. But th- this is something that had a seal on it. It was very valuable. And they wanted to make sure they were getting something pure. And so you had to break it to open it. And so this woman anoints uh, Jesus with it. But there were some who said to themselves, what a waste, what a waste. This money could have been sold and given to the poor. Listen to the self righteousness here. Uh, you know, if you would have had this money, you could have given money to the poor. That's what you should have done. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are the chances that that's what would have been done with that money? You know, you don't want to judge uh, too much. Uh, think too much about the thoughts of what they were thinking. And but there is this, this sense of self righteousness in the way Mark tells the story, right? But Jesus has something different to tell them here. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. She's done something good. And look what he says that she's done. She's anointed my body beforehand for burial. This was an important thing. But Jesus is saying, look, I am going to the cross. I am going to suffer and die. I am going to be buried. And so you could have the poor. You can save up this money. If you've got these good intentions to help the poor, you sure can save up your money and you can do that later. They're going to be here, but it's, it's time. I'm going to be leaving. I have been warning you. I have been telling you that I'm going to suffer and die. Uh, We've been reading this throughout Mark, and and nobody seems to listen. But Jesus is saying, the time is here, because this woman is preparing me for burial. And then he says something that's amazing, and it's true, because we're still talking about today, uh, talking about today, right? Wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she she has done will be told in memory of her. This was a great act of sacrifice on her part. It was a great act of worship. And it also shows that we are to value Jesus above all things. That if we get Jesus wrong, all the other stuff that we do uh, doesn't matter. We have to understand who Jesus is and that he is going to suffer and die for us here in the book of Mark. Because we are sinners and we need his grace. And then the story closes up. And we see that perhaps Judas was one of the people who was uh, reprimanded here by Jesus because he was, he's ready now. He's ready to go to the chief priests and, and betray Jesus. He's ready to tell them uh, that he'll, he'll betray them. And so this is exactly what the chief priests and the scribes are waiting for. They want to do it in secret. And so if Judas Iscariot can tell them where he'll be, they'll be able to go through with this plan that they have. And so as we think about what this passage means for us, We know what's coming. We know that Jesus is going to suffer and die. We know that he is going to be buried. We know that he is going to rise again. And we know that he is going to ascend to the right hand of the Father. But as we look at this story, as we remember what this woman did, we we see the beauty of what she did, that she values Jesus above all other things. And so the question for us is a simple one. We've had some difficult passages the last few days to understand, but, but this one's straightforward, right? do we value Jesus? Do we value what he has done for us? Do we value him above all other things? Or do we we make excuses for why we don't value him in that way? Only we can answer that question for ourselves. But may we be considering that question. And may we desire, as we hear the word and it convicts us of our sin, may we desire to value Jesus above all. And so may we do that today. Let us go to prayer. Gracious God, We adore you for the saving work that you have done for us in Jesus Christ. We value it more than silver and gold and pray that through your word and spirit today, we would boldly proclaim the good news of Christ and him crucified to those around us. As the week begins, we lift up our community vacation Bible school to you. We pray for safety for all involved and pray that you would grant them strength and wisdom to all the volunteers that they might faithfully proclaim your word with a trust that you will be at work through your spirit in the hearts and minds of the children this week as we begin another day. Your mercies have brought us to this point, and we know that they will not fail. We have laid down and woken up all because of your mighty hand, and we commit all that will come before us today to you. Strengthen us to display your character in the interactions we will have today, that our lives might bring glory to your holy name. We pray this all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, have yourself an excellent Monday and a great start to your week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.